Die podcast. Today's day 19. We keep our journey through uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church in one year. We continue chapter 3 today and begin with uh, paragraph 128. The unity of the Old and New Testaments. The Church, as early as apostolic times, and then constantly in her tradition, has illuminated the unity of the divine plan in the two testaments through typology which discerns in God's works of the old covenant prefigurations of what he accomplished in the fullness of time in the person of his incarnate son. Christians, therefore, read the Old Testament in the light of Christ crucified and risen. Such typological reading discloses the inexhaustible content of the Old Testament, but it must not make us forget that the Old Testament remains in its own intrinsic value as revelation reaffirmed by our Lord himself. Besides, the New Testament has to be read in the light of the Old. An early Christian catechesis made constant use of the Old Testament. As an old saying put it, the New Testament lies hidden in the Old, and the Old Testament is unveiled in the New. Typology indicates the dynamic movement toward the fulfillment of the divine plan, when God will be everything to everyone. Nor do the calling of the patriarchs and the exodus from Egypt Egypt, for example, lose their own value in God's plan from the mere fact that they were intermediate stages. And such is the force and power of the word of God that it can serve the church as her support and vigor and the children of the church as strength for their faith, food for their soul, and a pure and lasting font of spiritual life. Hence, access to sacred scripture ought to be wide open to the Christian faithful. Therefore, the study of the sacred page should be the very soul of sacred theology. The ministry of the word, too, pastoral preaching, catechesis, and all forms of Christian instruction, among which the liturgical homily should hold pride of place, is healthily nourished and thrives in holiness through the word of Scripture. The church forcefully and specifically exhorts all the Christian faithful to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ by frequent reading of the divine scriptures. Ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. Uh, start with the, the idea of the unity of the Old and New Testament, right? And then this idea of typology and prefigurement. So basically, we, we see over and over again that there are things in the Old Testament that, that are fulfilled in Christ Jesus, right? Things like as simple as, as Jonah, three days in the belly of the whale. So our Lord was three days in the belly of the ground, right? Or um, just as the Israelites passed through the Red Sea, you know, on dry land. So we walk out of slavery and into the promised land, right? And there's all kinds, I mean, there are hundreds of these moments in which the Old Testament is, is prefigured, right? And these, um, it points to a real, a real beauty of the sacred author, right? Who, um, even though the human author probably knew what they were writing, you know, in terms of the history that they were they were conveying, right? Uh, in terms of something like Exodus or some of these prophets, like they knew what they were writing. They were writing about the people of Israel, but what they didn't know is is the deeper meaning of Scripture that says there is more to to be had, right? In the fullness of revelation, which is, comes through Jesus Christ, um, that but that we don't forget that they they hold their own place. So when we think of the, that Passover account, we should think of baptism, that the Israelites walking on 
dry land, through the Red Sea, through the water, into the promised land, and yet there were still temptations. We should absolutely be thinking of, of that. But we also should not forget that that is conveying a sacred history of God working in the world to um, of, the, of these, these ancient people, the, the chosen people, who God's first chosen people. That, um, that It's both. We, we like both and in the church. We like being able to point to... Um, to uh, sacredness in the Old Testament, but also fulfillment in the New. That, that, and that doesn't conflict with us. It, it's, it, we like unity. We like being able to see the whole picture and not rely on just a small sliver. Um, rather, we know that it is one God throughout all of history who is guiding us back to himself. Um, and so we, we, don't, we don't fear fear these moments. So how does, how does that work within the life of the church? It's that we have a certain duty to to have a study of the scriptures, right? And I don't necessarily mean always a formal study. I know, you know, um, you don't need to have an advanced theology degree to study scripture. You don't even really need to know much more than even how to read. And even if you don't know how to read, you can still have, a, to an extent, a study of sacred scripture, right? If you ever look at old cathedrals, especially, uh, you probably would do better to see it in uh, in Europe than you know, some of our older churches here, but they, this stained glass was, was beautiful, but it always depicted scenes, um, that we don't usually get, (laughs) you know, like our stained glass is usually pretty abstract or, or simple. They, they had full, you know, scenes not in part so that people could learn about the stories, right? I remember going to it with my sister, I forget what town we were in, in North Italy, and they had all these tapestries hanging from the ceiling and, and they were gorgeous. I mean, they were huge. They were like the size of you know, half the size of the friendship room, right? But it it was, um, but they were hanging, and they you know we would kind of go through and say like, okay, what do you see? You know, you may not be able to point out what the scene is in the in the Bible right away, but we'd sit there and we'd point it out, and and she'd be like, oh well, there's you know, there's a slingshot, right? Okay, well who had a slingshot? Oh, David and Goliath, right? That that we have this understanding of of um, scripture not only being the written word. Right, but also, uh, it's lived. It's lived within, or ought to be lived within our churches, within our liturgy. It's lived within within our lives as we celebrate, not in a party sort of word, but rather give life to, to give an, an animation to these written words. Um, you know that that's very famous conversion story of of Doctor Scott Hahn was that he walked into mass and said, that's the book of revelation put into life, right? <laughs> like that's not an accident, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, the, the, these are, this is the reality that we um, are trying to convey. We, we offer a reality that's not just of this world, but truly of the next and of the divine. And so we take to heart what St. Jerome has to say at the end of this section, that ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ, knowing that if we're to come closer to, to the word of God, we have to come closer to the written word of God, that, that if we have no idea what Scripture is, if we have no sense of, of the books of the Old Testament, we, we have a certain duty to get to know God better in, in what he has revealed um, because there is no way of understanding God without introducing ourselves to him and being introduced to him. That That's where this pride of place comes in, is that it animates everything the church does, this, these written words, because because that is how we get to the fullness of, of who God is in himself.